episode of the 21 Handshake Marketing Podcast. This is our fifth episode. I'm Sarah, account manager at 21 Handshake. And I'm Ashley, another account manager here. This week, we are going to explore the area of content. We have always heard, and this is probably just a marketing term that's thrown around, but content is king. But really, really is content still king? I know when I think of content, I think a lot of like blog content. But really, it's a lot more than just a blog, and we're going to kind of dive into that. But first, I thought it'd be a little fun to explore kind of this journey of content on the World Wide Web um, in less than... 60 seconds or maybe 90 however long it takes it takes me um so i am of the age where i can kind of remember getting that first computer being super excited about aol and that's kind of where everything and content kind of started to kick off um early 90s um really computers in its heyday at the beginning you had to be a programmer that's the only way really you could get information out there but then kind of design shifted and it went to being more user friendly. And so then that opened up the doors and also opened the door for more that internet coming of age um, where more users were online. So that's kind of where AOL kind of entered and if anyone remembers those super popular chat rooms and such. And um, yeah, probably some things that even to this day, my parents don't know who I was talking to in the chat room and I don't either. <laughs> um, so then fast forward to a few years later, 2003, and that is really when things started to take off with WordPress and TypePad and then AdSense started, and that just kind of opened up this whole world of monetizing your blog, which made a blog super popular to have. Suddenly, you know, bloggers were making it big time. 2005, fast forward even further, a study was released saying that 32 million Americans read blogs. So it's kind of at that point, if you were a business, you had to have a website present, you had to have a blog, you needed to be online and connecting um, with readers. But then I think things started to get a little saturated. End of 2010, there were 52 million active blogs. I mean, that's just more information I think than anybody ever can read. Um, Then Tumblr was introduced and that kind of brought in a connection between your social media activity and your blog. So again, kind of content shifted to connect two pieces of places where people were getting information on social media and from a blog. And then um, fast forward to today, and I literally, right before we jumped on this podcast, tried to find how much content via blogs were out there, and it was kind of murky. No one really knew. Um, Someone said... 2 million blog posts are published daily, which again, that's 2 million blogs daily. (laughs) That's a lot. And then somewhere there was a statistic that there is thought to be 4,538,982 blogs. Wow. That that to me is just really those staggering figures alone of how many blog posts are published daily as well as how many blogs 
just makes me think, wow, this is an oversaturated market. And how do you even get found if you have a blog out there? Um, so is that still what a company needs when they think of content? I think immediately we think of readable content when we say, you know, you need content, you need content. I think immediately the mind goes to something that's readable. But really, is that the best approach or do you need a more well-rounded approach when you think of content being king? What do you think, Ashley? This is something we talk about in our office quite a lot. And, oh, what do we say? Like, talk to people how they prefer to be reached. So, um, like, our agency owner, Isaac, will tell you, um, we primarily contact via, like, email or instant messaging just internally. But with clients, it can be anywhere from email to, like, a fax number. Like, we do still have a fax machine Mm -hmm. because we work with some clients that... that, um, still use that uh which is <laughs> which we think you know it's hilarious but hey there's still businesses out there that do it <laughs> it's true so um and i think we've started to take this kind of approach that um while one person prefers to like read things others prefer to to just listen or to watch or right. um so that could be anywhere from like blog written content to um video content to simply audio which would be something like this podcast. Right. So, yeah, I think I, I think I agree with the fact that everyone likes to um, process information and learn differently. And so um, a well-rounded approach, I guess, is your best bet. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I heard the line before that your content is useful only when it is useful. And that encompasses being useful to that person who is reading it or watching it or listening to it. Um, You know, I do think um, in its heyday and even just say simply three years ago, um, which is when I started here at 21 Handshake, blogging still was important. I mean, it grew our own blog from and website. um, So this isn't users directly just coming to our blog, but it played a huge part in growing our, um, just our website growth. I think we went from in 2015 to about a thousand visitors every month to now we have over 7,000 visitors, mm-hmm. um, which to us is amazing. So I think, um, there are still some reasons to be putting content that is fresh and new out there on your website do do you agree with that yes i agree Mm -hmm. and and why why is that to keep it kind of fresh on your website right so i feel like we're about to maybe jump into a bigger topic that we won't be able to discuss right but i think number one is going to be your search results so um we we tell our clients you know you need you need blog content um no matter like how regular that is solely for the purpose of driving traffic to your website But there's so many benefits of posting blog content. So, you know, thought leadership, showing that you know what you're talking about, um, generally being just like helpful. So um, providing like tips and suggestions based on whatever your product or service is. Um, And then those two things filter into Google search results. So, for example, if, if you are a in the food industry and say I am just like searching what dips or spreads that I want to make or um, purchase for my Super Bowl party or whatever. Um, Ideally, if I make those products that would come up in a Google search, that would provide, you know, an answer to that 
customer. So anyway, blog, uh, blogs can be a really, really good SEO tool. Um, and I think that's like the number one reason. Um, right. Yeah. Um, you know, I forget the figure of how many new searches are performed on Google every day, but I know it's pretty astronomical that, mm -hmm. um, but the search engine is getting smarter mm -hmm. at figuring out what the user is looking for. Um, but as well as the search engine is also crawling your website all the time to figure out if you have the answer to what someone is typing into the Google question box. But then also, um, now it kind of comes full circle as well. And I think this goes back to the well-rounded approach. Um, Google owns YouTube, for those who did not know that. Um, they own YouTube. So your search results now are going to have video. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's been debatable about the partnership between Google and all the social medias. But if you are on the fence and believing it doesn't have an impact, just maybe search for something that, just run a Google search. And odds are that Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, that at least a couple of those top search results are gonna include a link to a social media channel. So um, I think we've called that kind of a social signal to Google before mm -hmm. in the past. So it's, you know, that content is just all playing such a big, important part on every channel on the internet right now. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Um, I think we were talking about this earlier too, like, um, would you still recommend that businesses have a blog today? I know we talked about like that was right. crucial years ago because that was like the main form of right. content. Now there are so many options, especially with social media um, playing such a powerful tool in business nowadays. And so um, I think the answer to that is the well-rounded approach. I do think that you need to have at least some blog content and... Um, I just think that its purpose has kind of shifted a little bit. So whereas like social media might be like one of your main tools of communication, you can always direct back to your website, your blog for more details right. and more like thorough mm -hmm. answers. And um, I do still think it holds value. Yeah. I like that you said that it directs back to, I think that we have heard this term a lot as well, that social media is just rented space. Mm -hmm. Your website is what you own. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, social media could be ripped from you from any moment. Um, you know, Facebook could go mm -hmm. away, Instagram yeah. could go away. And then where does that leave users in finding you? Well, it leaves your website. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely do agree that, that leading them back to your website mm -hmm. um, is you know an important part and then yeah so yeah I think so I'm like I guess you're a traditional millennial <laughs> I'm not really sure but um I consume content all day every day like it's just my form of how I get my news or how I interact or how I learn about a company um and so I I will say that you know if you think about like the way you search the things. Um, I'm always starting on social media. I'm always going through their page to their website to find more information. And if there is a blog post that can answer my question immediately, that company um, is incredibly valuable to me. And anytime I'm like, 
having a similar issue or industry related question, they're going to be the first person I go to. If that makes any sense. Right. So it's almost the, the, the twofold approach of, um, get all your ducks in a row to be discovered on social media, but make sure that you have your website to back up the answers that mm-hmm. couldn't be in long form Correct. on social media. Cause mm-hmm. that could be another way to look for it. Um, it's uh, short-form outreach on social media, but then it's your long-form backing up of that mm-hmm. short-form content, mm-hmm. the little more information for people who are more serious about your brand, your business, your e-commerce item. Right, yeah. Right, and I think that uh, even ourselves here as an agency, I know I mentioned that the blog was huge, um, say in 2015, 2016, um, but now we, we've even stepped back ourselves from um, putting up as much new content and kind of are broadening even our horizon mm-hmm. with some new endeavors. Um, Ashton, what ones all are we now involved with? <laughs> it seems like, so- seems like we always have our new hand in something. And, <laughs> Quite honestly, um, you know, most brands probably just need to figure out like what works for them. Mm-hmm. Us being in marketing, we kind of need to be everywhere yeah. to kind of, you know, be able to report back on yeah. how those channels are working. So We've we're- got a wide range of clients in different age ranges, different demographics, right. different areas of the country. Um, we don't have a very specific audience. And so that well-rounded approach is crucial to us. So we do. We, we still blog, um, not as often, but um, it's still a crucial part to, you know, attracting website or website traffic. We are doing this podcast now, which I know that I can speak for all of us when we're really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, we also have our video show, Hops and Handshakes, and that is it lives on um, YouTube and our website, and it's just like a great way for us to interact with um, local business leaders and, and really kind of talk to... I think that's the other thing. Each of our like outreach communication um, initiatives all reach kind of, I think, a different audience. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, we could get more specific and talk more about that. But right. I would say, like, our our YouTube show um, gears more towards, like, the entrepreneur or the young professional or um, aspiring, like, business owner. Um, whereas this podcast would be anyone who's, like, learning, wants to learn more about marketing. Right. I think even just by, um, yeah, what does a marketing agency do? Right. You know? Right. Uh, we, we do. We have a, um, I guess you'd say, like, our corner of the industry or right, whatever yes. is B2B. And we, we deal with a lot of people who, who are unfamiliar with the digital space. And so I think that's something we wanted to accomplish with this podcast is really, like, teach I mean, I guess the essence or the basics yeah. of marketing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so um, that's what Twenty One Handshake is up to right now, and and we'll never stop trying new things and um, trying new forms of communication. So I guess we'll keep you updated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're always testing on ourselves. We like we like to say, mm-hmm. um, and so that is just um, you know. But again, like Ashley said, like. Not everyone needs to be on all the channels all the long time. Mm-hmm. Content is just one marketing tool to use. And you really have to think. And it, you, it's so easy to get wrapped up in, well, we got to be doing what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And, well, we saw that our competitor or this other business is on 
this channel now, so we need to jump on there too. And I think always that's not the best approach. You really need to drill down more into, you know, this is my customer, um, and what are they looking for from the content that I'm producing? Um, are they someone, uh, my customer, maybe they don't have a lot of time, and maybe a one-minute um, voice podcast is something that is more appealing mm -hmm. than an article online that's really long to read, or even maybe even a little YouTube show. Maybe that's not something that's needed either because they're driving a truck and they really mm -hmm. shouldn't be watching TV and driving a truck, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, or, or whatnot. You really just got to think about how your customer wants to be reached. Yeah, and... Like, I think I can even think of some quick examples, too. <clears throat> so, for example, one-minute audio are those quick, fast headlines yeah. that, like, I mean, if you own, like, an Alexa or something. Yeah. It's, like, the fastest way to get your news headlines in the morning. Um, I have, like, a 20-minute commute. So, um, I prefer maybe, like, a shorter-length podcast that I can um, listen to on my way to work. Whereas on my like lunch break, let's say, I enjoy like more lifestyle content, things that really relate to me. And sometimes that's a, you know, 10 minute YouTube video. And I think there's a bunch of different um, avenues for content that, that you should, should customize to your ideal audience. I, I wanted to come back to that actually. I think the center point of like all content is really identifying who your audience is, how they interpret information and consume information, and really um, hone in on that. So not following what other people are doing, but really thinking about, you know, um, is this information going to be best consumed, you know, in a video, mm -hmm. audio, visually? Um, like a short little ad, you know, options are endless. Right, yeah, and I think we have even encountered this recently in a situation where um, it's like, oh, we're going to do this really cool thing, everybody's going to love it, but then it was like, well, it wasn't being received well. Or it wasn't, it's being received, but it maybe wasn't hitting the target audience we wanted to hit. Right. And it was like, so then we had to step back and be like, well, wait a second, where is our target audience at? And what are they looking for? Mm -hmm. And maybe they're not quite yet at this technological stage that we need them to be at to consume yeah. this type of content. Yeah. So now let's step back and figure where are they at and what really is going to speak to them the best. Um, because yeah, well, you want to think about what are all the ways that I can reach, connect, and serve with a potential customer. Mm -hmm. It's not only what are all those ways, but what are the best ways that's going to reach them. And it and it may be different than what you originally thought. Yeah, no, that's so true. Yeah, so in conclusion, uh, would you say the content is still king? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> or we can say it's still queen, as we're, oh, uh, Alex is not with us today, so yeah. we can say, <laughs> we can uh, skew it towards the ladies. Um, but yeah, I believe it's still, content is king as well. Um, it just, you know, as if anything that's evolving over time, it's, it's going to shift and change. And I think that you can't be locked in to what's always worked is always going to work long term. You have to think, well, what's going to work now mm -hmm. and be open to that change. I totally agree. Awesome. Yeah.
Well, hey guys, we'd love to hear your thoughts about this and whether you think content is still king or maybe even what type of content is working best for you and your business. You can find us on social media at 21 Handshake. We'd love to connect. Thanks.